History with me, Claire Ridgway, author of On This Day in Tudor History. Now, today I'm taking you back to the reign of Queen Elizabeth I. But on this day in Tudor history, the 24th of October, 1590, John White, the governor of the Roanoke colony, returned to England after failing to find the lost colonists. These lost colonists included his daughter, Eleanor, or Eleonora, his son-in-law, Ananias Dare, and his granddaughter, Virginia Dare. If you heard my 18th of August talk last year, you may remember that Virginia Dare was the first child born to English settlers in the New World, and that she was born in the Roanoke Colony in what is now North Carolina in August 1587, just days after the arrival of the colonists. Virginia's grandfather, Governor John White, had to return to England for supplies at the end of that year. But events such as the Spanish Armada conspired against him and he wasn't able to return until three years later, in August 1590. As I explained in my previous talk, when he arrived at the colony, all 115 people he'd left behind had disappeared. And all that was left was the word Croatoan carved onto a post. Now, in 1587, when White was just about to leave, he'd instructed the colonists of Roanoke to leave him a message if something happened, carving their new location on a tree or post for him to find, or carving the Maltese cross symbol if they were attacked. So, did the word Croatoan mean that they'd moved to Croatoan, now Cape Hatteras, which was 50 miles to the south of the colony? Or did it mean the Croatoan Indians? Bad weather and events conspired against White once more, and he was forced to return to England in October 1590, before he'd been able to search for his family and the other colonists and solve the mystery of this lost colony. The lost colony is still a mystery, with archaeological digs in the Hatteras area finding 16th and 17th century artefacts, but nothing definitive. But then in 2012, a watercolour map thought to have been worked on by John White from the British Library collection was examined. On the map, 50 miles from the Roanoke colony, was a patch, which careful examination of the map found to be covering a blue and red star, which researchers thought might symbolise a fort. It's not known why this location was covered up with the patch, but archaeology in this area found artefacts like guns, a nail and English pottery, pottery which was not sent to the Americas after the year 1624. Again, nothing definitive, but the artefacts combined with legends regarding a pale-skinned and blue-eyed native in the area have led to the theory that the colonists may have split up and been assimilated by neighbouring tribes some relocating to the spot marked with the star and others to Hatteras or Croatoan as it was known. Just this month, there have been news articles about more archaeological finds in what is now Bertie County, North Carolina, with English pottery pieces dating back to the 1580s being found there, pieces of jugs and pots, for example. The excavation area comprises 72 digs, each covering an area of 1.24 square metres. And Phil Evans, president of the First Colony Foundation, 
said that the finds in the area suggest that about a dozen people from at least one Roanoke family lived there, and possibly with their servants. I'll give you a link to the news article on these archaeological finds, as it's so interesting to read about them. Other theories about the lost colony include the colonists being killed in an attack, them dying of disease or in extreme weather. Will we ever know for sure what happened to the lost colony? Well, I do hope so. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about twin saints and a feast day that was commemorated in medieval and Tudor times and that was linked to a famous English victory over the French. Do make sure that you're subscribed to this channel and all you have to do is click there and that you hit the bell to be notified as the videos go live so you don't miss out on that next video. Also on this day in Tudor history, the 24th of October, 1537, Queen Jane Seymour, the third wife of Henry VIII, died at Hampton Court Palace 12 days after giving birth to a son, a son who'd grow up to be King Edward VI. In last year's video, I shared contemporary accounts of Jane's illness and death, as well as details of how her remains were prepared for burial and where they were buried. And you can find a link to that video in the description. So do check that out as well. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.